this is episode 660 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, July 29th, 2019. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about the Blackout Club. A little bit of Resident Evil 2 specifically because I have begun production on that episode of Attack the Backlog, and I'm doing something a bit differently with that episode. I am writing a script as opposed to just winging it as I go about recording the audio. So that is new. I have finished the script. I think it's about 3,200 words. And I'm not sure how long it will end up being after I read it. It'll it'll be interesting doing that. But uh, I guess I'll just talk about that right now. Writing the script was something I was always against because I felt it would come across as very unnatural. And I didn't know or wasn't sure if I wanted to do that or if I could make it work. But when I recorded about 30 minutes for the Resident Evil 2 episode and ended up dumping it all because I wasn't happy with how it was coming out, I realized or I, I just figured, why not try and write a script for a change, even though I think a few episodes ago on this here show, I said that I've never written a script and I never will. Well, F me up the A, B. What is an A, B? I don't know. The ass bowl. Because your hole is like a bowl and you can fill it with things. <laughs> that's, just, that's just gross. I am sorry, but I decided to write a script for the episode because... I just, I was struggling to wing it, to just do the episode off the top of my head, because there's there's so much to the game, there's a lot going on, I want to hit this and that, and I'm pretty happy with how the script came out. It's mostly about the story, it doesn't touch on the gameplay and the rest of the game as much, I don't think, so I'm not sure how it'll be when all is said and done, but I think I've touched upon most, if not all, of the things that were important to me while playing it, or the things that really stood out to me, and so I'm excited to get around to recording the audio and seeing how that goes. I'm going to try and bring a natural flow to it and not be very monotone or anything, so see how that goes. The thing that sucks about this thing is that I can't use this as a test to see if scripting out the episodes works because this is for an episode that won't launch until I think October 26th so I won't be able to get feedback from the masses until then and if I want to keep doing this I don't know if it, it it's working or not so that's the one bad thing if I record the audio and I like it I'm going to keep doing it for future episodes, but that doesn't mean it's going to be liked by the rest of the people. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And then I decided to go with Lego City Undercover for my 30th game. Because Resident Evil 2 is the 29th. I don't know what just happened there. A good old-fashioned brain fart where I just kind of sat there and I'm like, what the hell am I talking about? But I decided to go with Lego City Undercover because I wanted to pick something more lighthearted, more fun, something that is not as intense and 
draining as a game like Resident Evil 2 and even Shadows of the Dam to an extent. And before that, somewhat recently, was Wolfenstein. So I, I just... I wanted to pick something that was much more lighthearted, that wouldn't pose much of a challenge, and I could just enjoy and have a charming time, like with Costume Quest 2. Something that is in the same vein from a personality standpoint, uh, a tonal standpoint. So, I'm excited to get around to that, but I want to take some time to just work on the Shadows of the Damned episode, and record the audio at least for Resident Evil 2 before I start playing the next game. And then there will be three more games after that for Attack the Backlog for 2019. I'm thinking that I will end the year with Kingdom Hearts. I think that would be a fitting game to end the year with. And then in between those two, I'm not yet sure. Um, I have plenty of time to wait for potential things to happen and then do things accordingly, like maybe the Polymega will actually come out, and maybe I'll get one, and then maybe I'll be able to play some older games, and even play an older game and a newer game and compare and contrast, like Bionic Commando. Because uh, I, I really, I, I know people will just say emulation, and as much as I can use emulation specifically for a capturing standpoint, I still don't like using emulation to play games. I appreciate, I've said this plenty of times, but I, I like uh, emulation as a preservation thing. It is good for games that are hard to find, are really expensive, etc. But I still find it much more appealing to use my own uh, game cartridges, discs, etc. In part because with like the NES Classic, which I have, and I hacked it and put every single NES game on there. I think there are a few that aren't compatible because I didn't add an additional emulator or something that can handle these four-player games or whatever. I'm not sure. But when I did that, I still only ever played the games that were included on the console, and I barely, any, uh, I barely played any of those e even still. Uh, I played through Castlevania on the NES Classic, and outside of that, I probably dabbled in... I don't know. I think I think I tried Punch Out, and that is where I realized the 8-bit dough, while nice to have a wireless controller, the input lag is too much. It is it is noticeable in a game where input lag would be noticeable. So, you know, those controllers are are nice, but not ideal for certain games, uh, and and it might be why. Castlevania gave me more trouble than it, it potentially could have because I was I was playing with an 8-bit though so that might be on me but and I, I have learned uh, later that the emulation in the NES Classic is not the greatest it's not terrible or anything but it could be better I think the SNES Classic is supposed to have better emulation but still not great uh, and that's something that you know I, I'm learning more as I I'm watching channels on YouTube and whatnot that cover retro gaming and using original hardware and stuff like that, which is nice. I really like that that's a, an option, but for me, something that is convenient, a, a middle ground that sure is pricey, but adds a whole lot of convenience and has apparently very good emulation like the Polymega 
is very appealing to me. You know, um, everything I've heard about the Polymega from people who are in the retro community seems to be very good. Um, and that has me excited about that because I'd, I'd like to be able to play my retro games. I want to play my copy of Scooby-Doo Mystery for the Sega Genesis. One of the best Genesis games, probably my number two, because I'm pretty sure I'd put General Chaos at number one. And I, I, I adore Scooby-Doo Mystery, which is uh, a different game than the SNES one, which was, I think, just a regular platformer. But on Genesis, it is an, uh, a point-and-click adventure with two different uh, campaigns. Uh, one that takes place at a carnival, and then one that takes place in like a, a log cabin. And it's so good. It looks great. Of course, you'll get more out of it if you're a Scooby-Doo fan like me. I do enjoy Scooby-Doo, and I'm not ashamed by it. I genuinely like Scooby-Doo. Uh, I, I never watched any of the newer stuff. I just watched the original series, but I enjoyed it when I was a kid, and I still enjoy it now. Um, but... I would like to play my actual cartridge. And even though with the Polymega, again, it is emulation. You put it in there, and then it'll dump the ROM. You can play off the off the, the cartridge or the disc, I guess. But I, it's still emulation. Um, but there's still something about that tangible factor. About putting something in the system and not just having a list of titles, many of which you may not have any personal connection to that just makes it hard to play anything when looking at a list of games you know whether it's hundreds or thousands of games that you can just instantly play thanks to emulation it's hard to play any of them because they just see them on like a whatever or you you launch one you play it for a few minutes you're like yeah i'll move on uh if it's not that case you know if i go to a retro game store and i buy a cartridge for a game that I may know a little bit about or I just look at it and I see the art and I'm like, I want to give this a go. I'm more likely to give it more of a chance than I would otherwise. But yeah. So I might hold off on doing the 31st and 32nd game. And I could also just do Kingdom Hearts after Lego City Undercover and record it out of order, you know that's fine as well. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about Attack the Backlog and getting all this cushion in, and pretty soon I think I'll mess around with some maybe second runs, but more likely a few Attack the Crap logs. That that copy of Vampire Rain is just looking at me and saying, "Play me, oh play me." But uh, anyway, that's that's enough about Attack the Backlog and all that jazz. So. I played the Blackout Club, which is releasing on Xbox One, PS4, and launching out of early access on PC tomorrow, July 30th. And it is a cooperative game where you play as one of up to four teenagers, and, and you customize your character. They're not pre-built characters. But you can play with up to three other people for a total of four. And what you're doing in this game is... Infil not infiltrating, but you're sneaking into this little suburban area with certain goals that you have to accomplish before exiting the level. And this is a it's all it's always at night, and part of the map uh, 
gets open to you as you progress and level up. But this is where a creature of some sort that you can only see when you close your eyes has taken over the town or such and has taken control of the parents and uses them as their slaves to do their bidding and also incorporates or, or has these minions going around which some of them can see you in the light and some of them can only hear you and it doesn't matter if you're in the light or not. And the tutorial starts you off as this young girl who gets kidnapped and that's part of the the score the, the story of the game where you are trying to save this person in addition to, I don't know, figuring out what the hell is going on. And it's it's pretty okay. I've played a handful of missions. I did the tutorial. It's a little bit janky still, at least on console. I'm playing on Xbox One. Uh, there's some uh, clipping in the game that is at times really egregious. Uh, it, it froze on me once, but when, when it's working, it, it's working fine. I didn't experience any kind of lag during online play. Not that there's much to, to go on in terms of playing with other people, given that it hasn't officially come out yet on consoles. It looks okay. Your, your models don't look the greatest, but the actual environments and all that look fine. And the way the game plays is that you have a few items in your at your hand uh, that you can use to go about accomplishing certain goals. And these goals can uh, be anything from breaking into a house to record evidence of mysterious deeds, mysterious actions, uh, to stealing a crazy ass looking scepter and then put it into putting it into a, a dumpster in a garage so that somebody collected or whatever i don't know i did a mission where i had to find out about this scepter then i went underground to steal this scepter then i threw it into a garbage can in somebody's garage and they're like good now you you finished the mission you completed the mission you can move on and do another one and you can't play by yourself. You can host a private match. All the matches are online. There's no single player, single player, but you can host a private slash friends only match and just not invite anyone, which is fine. I thought the game might be more challenging when playing by yourself, but in my experience, it's pretty easy so far. I'm sure it will get more challenging as I level up and unlock new areas of the suburban area. Um... And you have a few tools at your hand, like lockpick, which allows you to open a door quietly. Otherwise, you have to kick it in, which is very loud and will uh, attract all the enemies to you. You have a few weapons or, or, or stuff items. They're not all weapons, but uh, items you can take with you that are sort of... Duh, um, sort of how you pick your class i guess so there's a stun gun or not a stun gun a taser a grappling hook and a bow not a bow and arrow a crossbow which allows you to shoot a tranquilizer gun the grappling hook allows you to reach high areas and the taser allows you to um down an enemy if they grab you or you know you can just do it if they don't grab you but it's a nice defensive tool and probably the 
ideal tool to use. I don't see how the grappling hook would ever be useful at all, ever. Seriously, I don't see the point of the grappling hook. The crossbow could be okay, maybe, but in my experience, I, I never found a need to take someone out from a, a long distance. If you can sneak up behind them, you can jump onto their back and doing so incapacitates them for a short period of time. And so in the game, you just go about doing these things. You break into houses, you collect evidence, or you do this or that, and then you finish the mission. There will be a, a, um, optional things you can do as well. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's okay. It hasn't done much to grab me. I am surprised, at least in the, the tutorial, the voice acting for the, the young girl you play is very good. I was very surprised by how good the voice acting was. But I haven't heard much voice acting in the the missions or anything, so I don't know how much story there is outside of the tutorial. Maybe when you unlock areas, you'll get a nice little bit of story, but so far it's light on story and all that outside of the tutorial. But it's okay. I think it's 20 bucks. And it's a game that I, I think it's it's very dependent on whether or not you have a group of friends who will be interested in it. I, I, I don't know how the stranger play will be, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and at the same time, I, I look at these games and there's always the the potential that it won't see an audience. Uh, it's I don't think there's much buzz around the game, and on PC you'll you're probably more likely to find an audience. But on consoles, I think it's hard. You, you know, people with their Game Pass just focus on Game Pass games, and there are so many games out there that something like this can easily just fall to the wayside and and be overlooked by a lot of people. And yeah, that 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 that's the biggest danger, you know. Um, if you like playing by yourself, that is an option, and I think it's a very viable option. But if you want to play with other people and your friends aren't interested, there's a very good chance that this game will lack any kind of audience. I've seen it happen time and time again with little indie games, and it doesn't matter if the game is good, if it gets decent press, some games just don't find that audience and it sucks and I think stuff like Game Pass makes it even harder because when people have Game Pass, they're going to focus on Game Pass games. Why are they going to buy a game when they're paying for this subscription that gives them access to you know, a few hundred games uh, and plenty that they still have never played? You know, It doesn't make sense for a lot of people. So that's the biggest danger with this. But uh, I've... I'm interested in playing more of it, but so far it's it's just it's okay. It, it could be worse. It could be better. It's just okay. And outside of that, still playing Apex Legends, but I'm kind of I'm getting a little burnt out on Apex Legends, and I'm starting to get tired of it. And it's mainly because the rank mode is absolute garbage. Lost forgiveness doesn't exist. They said they updated it however many weeks ago which is horseshit if they did it is fucking bullshit of us it's a bullshit system that never is implemented if i start a game and i'm missing one of my squad mates you know we didn't it's only a squad of two 
I should get lost forgiveness if we end up losing prior to that. If I start a match and I'm the only person on my team and I'm not getting any teammates because the matchmaking is fucking shit, I should get lost forgiveness. If we're playing a game and a teammate quits out during the game, lost forgiveness. That's how the fucking thing should work. It's not going to be abused. How's it going to be abused? I'm going to tell this fucking random person I'm playing with, hey, hey, can you quit so I can get lost forgiveness and you get screwed? It's fucking horseshit. And I don't I can't even count how many points I've lost because of this bullshit. And if loss forgiveness was implemented and working, you should get it in addition to all the points you get on top of that. Loss forgiveness should not just be there in case you don't uh come out even. The loss forgiveness should be there regardless of that. And everything you accomplish in that match, despite the fact that you are playing at a handicap, um should be on top of that. So I'm currently in the platinum tier. And it costs three points to uh, play a match. So in order to come out positive, I have to get at least in the top five or in the top 10 with one kill. So the top 10 gives me two points. Top five gives me four points. Top three gives me seven points. One point per kill, up to five points for kills. I've... I haven't made any gains in platinum because when I do make gains, you know, I have that little cushion, but then I lose a handful of matches because the matchmaking is shit or this happens or a teammate quits out or whatever. And it's become frustrating that the matchmaking can take a while and maybe it's, you know, not as long as it could be because they decided, what the fuck, who cares? We'll throw in bronze level players in with you. Uh, so that you can get to a match quicker. I don't want that shit. I don't want to play with some fucking bronze level person. I don't. They could be good. They could be shit. But I don't want to do that. Like I'm in platinum. I want to play with fellow platinums. Keep them in the platinum. Like I could be a platinum level one, but just leave all the platinums in the platinum. If it takes longer to find a game, that's fine. But if it does take longer to find a game, maybe that's either because people are sick of rank mode because it is just a pile of garbage and two maybe the 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 audience the player base has significantly dropped you know the new season is is much easier to level up sure and it's fine and the rewards seem okay but rank mode is a fucking disaster and it's souring me on the game entirely so i don't i don't know what to do <laughs> like I, I would like to reach predator or at least diamond but at this point i don't i don't see how i can do it unless i decide to play ranked mode in a way that is not ideal which would make me into an asshole and just ignore my team and hide and just always end up in the center of the circle and just hide out until i'm in the top three and then who cares if i win or anything i just get in the top three and that's fine i mean that that that's what they're in uh encouraging me to do they're pushing me towards doing that because they don't give a shit. Fucking like the loss forgiveness thing is the biggest uh, complaint I have. It just, it's ridiculous. And I'm sure they'll say, hey, it's in there. Fuck you. You're lying sacks of shit. If it is in there, it's broken beyond belief. And whatever. Who gives a shit, right? Fortnite all day, every day. Am I right? Or am I right?
But uh, yeah. And then one last thing. Doom came out on Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. I, maybe PC as well. Uh, in addition to Doom, Doom 2, and Doom 3. All three of them came out. I think the first two are five bucks a piece, and Doom 3 is ten bucks. And apparently you have to log in with your Bethesda account in order to play them. They are going to patch it so that it is optional because it's supposed to be optional, but I guess it's not optional in its current form. But this was something I was just finding a little bit amusing at first. And then I found it more amusing because I thought it was just a Switch thing. I thought these games were just re-released on Switch and nowhere else. But when I found out that people were also having this problem on PS4, I'm like, wait, they released this on PS4? And the, the reason why I didn't think that they were coming to any other platforms is because all those games are backward compatible on Xbox One. So if you have an Xbox One and already own those games, you don't need to buy them again. There's no point unless you want an extra set of achievements. So, yeah. More Bethesda being great and doing great things and really just showing all the love to the community but yeah that's pretty much it in terms of what i've been playing and all that jazz so uh i think that will do it because again nothing new to report on movie tv wise just keeping up with the anime and all that jazz uh, I, i'm interested in watching the boys but i haven't started it yet so that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Krishnez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and watch them both there. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, Thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Bye.